up, guys? Welcome back to Boyd's Baseball Podcast. It's your boy Steven and Matthew back, back in the booth. Yep. We're here today. We're going to talk about our top 20 free agents for the yeah. 2020 MLB offseason. So just the top 20, yeah, what you said. We'll get right into things. We'll start start number 20 and work our way down. Number 20, we got Edwin Encarnacion, formerly, formerly of the Yankees. Yeah, so Edwin's coming off a pretty good year, actually. Not bad. He kind of puts up good numbers every year, I would say. He's but good. he's getting old, so that's what's kind of why we're skeptical with him being probably 20th. Like, he could be a little lower. But he's pretty valuable to a team, I would say, especially as a DH, like yep, a, yep. an American League team who's competing. I think they could easily get him for one to two years yeah. for a reasonable price. Too. Short, and short term, he's a he's a good bat. Um, yeah, 30, 34 home runs this year. So he's he's good, but yeah, I mean... 34 home we'll runs and only 486 plate appearances. Yeah, that's pretty good. So he can, he can still swing it. Uh, yeah, 875 OPS on in the 2019 year at 36 years old. So he's still swinging it. I know he beat up the Twins pretty good in the ALDS this year. So, I mean, he's valuable in the postseason, and he knows what he's doing. He's been around the league for a long time, since 2005. So so he's ranked number 20th on the list. Next up, we got shortstop Didi Gregorius. So Didi's the only shortstop in our top 20, actually. Spoiler alert. He is. But so he, we're saying he's best shortstop in oh this class, God. and he's still good. He can, he's kind of coming off a bad year though. He is. He he only had sixteen I, home runs. I honestly don't see him going. I don't see him leaving New York. Yeah, I usually don't see. I think Edwin might be the only free agent from the Yankees that I can really see going somewhere else. At least of the big names like Brett Gardner. I think he's going back yep. to New York. Chapman already re-signed. So Edwin probably gone, but Gregorius, I think, I think he's staying. I think he's staying. He's uh, 29, so he's still got a pretty good amount of time left in his career. So I think he will produce pretty well, especially to the pull side of Yankee Stadium, real short down the line. Yep. Low 300s, so uh, for feet. So I think they'll get some cheap home runs. I think there. he wants to be there. I think the Yankees want him to be there, yep. and I think he'll put up a better year, but better year next year for sure. Coming in at number 18, we got Daniel Hudson, the closer of the Washington Nationals. As yeah. we all know, he closed out the World Series this year. Yeah, Daniel's pretty good, pretty good relief pitcher. He's not our best on this list, but he's still a top free agent for sure. He's got pretty good fastball velocity and fastball spin for yep. his four seam. It's a good combo. So it is a very good combo right there. And so he's 32. He's still got a couple years left for sure. I wouldn't see him signing anything longer than four or five years maybe well maybe he could go to the five-year range i think five would be max i think a team would be kind of risky to sign him for five that's kind of a lot that is kind of a lot especially for a relief pitcher so i would probably see two to three years yep, yep. he made our list because he gained a lot of fame this postseason so yeah he had 2.47 era this year over 10 seasons he's done pretty pretty good 3.83 well. era yeah so overall pretty good pretty good relief but pretty solid and so yeah i think he's Number 18 on this list. Next up, we got the Brewers third baseman, Mike Moustakis. Moustakis is coming off a really good year. He actually had an 845 OPS, which is the highest he's ever had in his career. So good for him with 35 home runs. So he's going to be worth something pretty good, I would say. Yeah, 3.2 war. 
Uh, on base percentage of 329. It's not great, but. I mean, slugging percentage five se- uh, 516, so that's good. OPS plus 114, so he had a pretty solid year. And he's 31, so he's got still a couple years left in the tank for sure. Yep. So, so he's our 17th ranked free 17th agent. 17th ranked. Coming in at number 16, we got Cole Hamels, starting pitcher. Hamels, 35-year-old. He had a 3.81 ERA this last year, so not like great, great, but not his usual stuff for sure. But he's still a great pitcher, and I could see him going for like... he might. I think he might get a couple years. A couple years. He even could get one just to maybe see how... See if he can improve for 2020 and then go from there. Maybe get a two-year after that. But I don't see him getting anything anything above like four years, yeah, I would say, because yeah. he's so old. And he's yep. had a really good career. Still a good pitcher, but usually when pitchers reach like near the age of 40, they kind of decline pretty pretty fast. And he'll be a good veteran presence yeah, for exactly. the team. He's got, he's got postseason experience, so someone someone looking to make a playoff push is probably going to yeah, give him some money. Good, just good Pitcher overall always has been ever since he started his career in 2006. Coming in at 15, we got Jose Abreu, the White Sox first baseman. Abreu, who's coming off a solid career so far, I would say. Pretty good. He almost might be a little underrated because he's gotten 30 home runs in most of his years of the pro, so and at least 20 in every single one, so that's pretty good. Then again, he's 32, so he could be in the later years, but he's yep. definitely still got a couple in him. Yep. For sure, at least a couple. And he's really good. His hard hit percentage for the major leagues is in the 93rd percentile. His exit velocity is 94th percentile. So he's a power dude. Hits a lot of a lot of extra base hits, which is good nowadays. OPS of 834 last year and 503 slugging. His career slugging is 513. So that's really good. That it's really, really good. So in yep. day and age of the DH, I think he can go somewhere for a decent amount of money and a decent amount of years for for somewhere in the American League. Yep. He's Not like probably, a bunch, but... I think his days at first base are nearing an end for sure. He hasn't... Actually, he hasn't had a single year with a positive defensive war playing first. Uh, he's clearly, clearly DH type, probably going to go to an American League team. I think the White Sox are still interested in him, so he might just sign back with them. But we will see. Next up, we got number 14, Jake Odorizzi, formerly of the Minnesota Twins. Had a 3.6 war this year, ate up 159 innings. Yeah, he's a real good pitcher. He, he did a really good 2019 year, helped the Twins a lot in the pitching area. Had a 3.51 ERA. So, a really good year. He had twenty more strike or 19 more strikeouts than innings pitched. So, that's plus. That's what teams like to see right there is a lot of strikeouts. Yep. And this year, he's definitely had the best year of his career outside of 2015, where he had a, a good year with Tampa Bay. So I think I think he'll go for a good amount of years. He's only 29, so he's like right in the prime of his career. And he yep. can help out a playoff team right now. So I would see him going five five years or about five years maybe. Yeah. Five, six years for a decent amount of money, maybe like 15 mil a year, I would say. Yeah, that's he, just basing off what I'm thinking, though. So he definitely had a career year. He posted career highs in ERA plus and FIP. Yeah, so maybe 15 might be a little too much, but at least 10 a year for for Odorizzi. He's coming off a good year and he's he's doing pretty good. So yeah, he's a he's a really good starting pitcher. He hasn't been injured too much over his career. He's had a, at least 140 innings in the last six years. So good for him. Good for him. 
Next up, we got Will Smith of the Giants. Yeah, Will Smith is definitely the top left-handed reliever in the free agent market this year. He is dangerously good, and that's for sure. His strikeout percentage, or yeah, strikeout percentage is in the 98th percentile. He has struck out 96 in 61 and a third innings this year with a 2.76 ERA with 34 saves. So the Giants are going to be losing a good one unless they can re-sign him. Definitely a top reliever. Yep, he's coming off a great year. Great year. His ERA plus was 139 and his FIP was 1.78. Yeah, so really, really good year. Coming off a good year in his career, he's just put up solid numbers ever since, but the strikeouts, they jumped this year for sure. And so I think he'll go for a good amount of money for a relief pitcher over a couple years at least. I'm sure he's going to be wanting a one in like a, a bigger con or not bigger contract, just a lot of years, maybe four years or so probably, or probably more. Three or four years. He's only 30 years old. Yeah. So I, if I were him, I'd want to go at least three, at least three, probably four for a good amount of money. He will go for a good amount of money, not. Not an astonishing amount, but he's definitely a solid reliever, and any team that is going to pick him up is lucky to have him. Next up, we got Will Harris coming in at number 12. Harris is definitely one of the most underrated players in the free agent market, in my opinion. He let in the game-winning home run to Howie Kendrick in Game 7, so that kind of that's kind of unfortunate for him. Kind of looks bad, but... Despite that, he is an unbelievable pitcher. 96 percentile for fastball spin rate and 86 percentile for curve spin rate. So the Astros made this guy into one of the best relief pitchers in the game, I would say. Yep. most One of the most underrated. Probably the most underrated. Yeah, he is really underrated. So that's why we have him at 12. But he is 35. So he's kind of reaching the later years. I see him going like two to three years just because of his age outstanding pitcher yeah had a great if i were the astros i would want to re-sign him for sure because they know exactly how to use him despite game seven this kind of unlucky that happened but they know how to use him they know when to use him and they they love him there yeah his era plus last year was 309 fip was 3.15 strikeout per nine was 9.3 so really solid reliever had a little bit of bad luck as we mentioned he actually made a great pitch to kendrick sometimes good hitting just beats good pitching Next up, number 11 on our list, we got Marcel Ozuna, outfielder from the St. Louis Cardinals. Ozuna is very, very good, and I think he should go for a lot of years and a lot of money because he's only 28. He hits the ball extremely hard and very consistently. The only problem is his defense is very mediocre, but I think he could fit in anywhere on any team and he could, produce. Yeah. They could just stick him out and left. He only had a negative .4 defensive war, so that's not bad. Um, yeah. His hitting definitely makes up for it, though. He only had 241 average, but 800 OPS, so not bad this year. His 2017 year was easily his best. He had a 924 OPS, and then St. Louis acquired him. So he's actually kind of slumped ever since he got to St. Louis after his good Miami year in 2017, but he's still very solid, 28 years old. He ranks 93rd in exit velocity, 96th in hard hit percentage. So you get a feeling he's really better than the 241, 328 on brace percentage. Yes, and he strikes out about league average, so he's not bad, but... I think he'll, he'll probably get like a five or six year deal, I'm thinking. Yeah, I think, he would, I think he should go for at least six. 
because he's solid and he's proven that he's been solid yep. for for multiple years. Yep, right in the prime of his career. Yeah, exactly. So look for him to go somewhere, somewhere for a long time and for a good amount of money for him. So next up, cracking the top ten on our list is Dallas Keuchel, pitcher for the Atlanta Braves. Keuchel coming off a decent year. He only pitched 112 innings, so not his usual. But that's because he held off for so long. And he is solid. Like, he doesn't throw hard, but he is solid. Like, he's consistently put up good year after good year, except in 2016 when he did not have a very good year. But ever since then and before that, he has been solid. And he's only 31, so he's still got years left in his in his prime, I would say, especially as a pitcher. So if he can continue to put up good numbers, I think he should be going for four years, maybe. Going to, like... 10 to 15 million a year, I would say. So probably, he's, probably he's good. Four he'll, years. he'll help out teams a lot, especially in the pitching. He helped out the Braves a lot, but I yep, don't. He's got, he's got postseason experience. Gold I don't Glover, see him going back. I don't see him going Shining back to, to Atlanta because I think other teams are probably pretty interested now that he's held off and I'm sure he doesn't want to do that again. So He, he only pitched half a season and he still racked up two full points in war. That's so very was, good. Yeah, he was effective for the Braves this year. Very good. So he he had a three point seven five ERA, like I said. So he he'll, he'll be he'll be good in the free agency, and that's why we have him in the top ten. Coming in at number nine, we got Hinjin Ryu of the Dodgers. So Ryu coming off one of the best twenty nineteen first halves out of anybody in the entire league last year, especially as a pitcher, probably the best. And so like at the All Star break, I'm sure a lot of people have him as the Cy Young winner, but he slumped in the second half. Finished with a 2.3 ERA. Wow, so bad. But I think after that year, I think he deserves some money. <laughs> and nice. I think the Dodgers, I I personally think the Dodgers will try to re-sign him because they know him. I'm sure he likes him. He's pitched well in Los Angeles. Yeah, he's pitched well. And I'm sure he, yeah, last two years, 2018, he had a 1.97 ERA, then a 2.32 ERA. So he's... He's, his career has turned around ever since the last two years started. Yeah, I think he's been flying under the radar for quite a few years now. I think his, he has. His career ERA is under three. Career ERA plus is 1.29. So he's he's always been good at run prevention. And his walk percentage is in the top 1% of the league, so he doesn't walk anybody. Yep. And he doesn't let any hard hits. Or his, his average exit velocity against is 85.3 miles per hour when the MLB average is 87. Point five. So he limits hard hits, and that's a plus for him, and a lot of people will like him for that. Next up, we got number eight, Madison Bumgarner. Madison coming off a pretty good year. Not great for his standards, but not bad. 3.9 ERA. His career ERA is 3.13, so definitely not his normal self. But I see him going somewhere for a lot of years. If I were him, I'd be wanting to go somewhere for six years or so, get out of San Francisco. I'm sure he's sick of it. I would. I would see him being like somewhere, maybe, I, I know the Braves are interested. I could see him as a perfect fit for the Braves. Like, he could hit there. He's in the NL, obviously, for that reason. Playoff contender. Playoff contender this year. He's got a good fastball spin rate, 87th percentile. So I see him going for a lot of money, probably to the Braves. That's going to be my guess. I know they're interested and I'm sure he would be interested to go to Atlanta as well. Yep, we all know about Bumgarner's postseason reputation. The Braves would be a perfect fit for him. He came off a solid year. He still ate 
broke that 200 innings pitched threshold along with 200 strikeouts. His ERA plus was only 107, which is definitely down from his career ERA plus of 120. I do agree. And the Braves pitcher friendly ballpark. I'm sure he would love it there. Atlanta, sea level. So he only and he's only walked 5.1% of his batters, which is top 8% of the league, which is very, very solid. And I'm sure he would just be what the doctor ordered for the Braves. And if they could keep Keiko around as well, that could be a great one-two punch. I think what the key to some teams is they need three solid, three good starting pitchers to live in the postseason. We saw that with the Nationals. We saw that with the Astros. And I think starting pitching is very key in today's game, especially the overpowering guys. And the and Bumgarner is known to be postseason, like you said. So. Yeah, yeah. Defense wins championships, as they say. Pitchers are in high demand. Yes, they are, and they should be. They deserve to be. Next up, we got number seven on the list, Yasmani Grandal, the first and only catcher. I yeah. think Grandal is one of the most valuable keys in this entire free agent class because how underrated he really is. That that showed last year when they only gave when they, when he held off for so long, and the Brewers only offered him one year, and he he did wonders for the Brewers. The Brewers weren't even supposed to be in playoff contention after they lost Yelich, and they kept it going. And I seriously think. That a, like a big reason was Grandall and how he was taking care of the pitching staff and what he was doing with the bat. Yep, he he only hit 246, but still got on base at 380. That's extreme. That's insane. OPS yeah, yes, it was of 848. Yeah, so he slugged 468. Real good hitter, 28 home runs. So I really like him at the catching position, especially with such good defense as well. One of the top framers in the league. Yeah, probably the baseball savant. Probably his best attribute would be his framing. He's in the 79th percentile. I wouldn't say his best. I think his hitting is his best, but the framing along with that and how he handles the pitching staff is is way up there in how he should be valued, which yeah. is very good for him. And I think he deserves a long-term contract and he's going to be good for a number of years. Coming in at number 6, we got Zach Wheeler of the New York Mets. Wheeler might be one of the most underrated players in this free agent class. It's kind of surprising because he's a Met, but he's kind of overshadowed by Degrom and Syndergaard. I almost think he's better than Syndergaard. I've never been. I've never been a fan of Syndergaard, really. I like Syndergaard. But his fastball velocity, 94th percentile. Spin rate is above average. Curve spin rate is above average. So he's a good, solid pitcher, and he's 29, prime of his career. Yep. He's so a hard, hard thrower. Everyone very hard thrower. That. Limits hard hit balls, and I think he deserves to go somewhere for a good amount of years. He had 195 and .1 innings pitched this year, 196 innings. So a little, that's not the greatest stat right there for him, but he he uh, backed that up with a 3.96. So not great, but I think he's got a lot of potential, especially going somewhere, maybe like the Astros for say. I think the Astros would really turn his potential up. The Astros would probably just turn him into the next Garrett Cole. Yeah, they could turn him into another top pitcher in the league if the Astros got their hands on him, which I think they should look into. They should. Getting into the top five, we got Nick Castellanos, an outfielder from the Cubs. Castellanos is coming off a pretty solid year. 2.7 war. He hit 289, got on base at 337, and slugged 525 for an OPS of 863. That's actually insane. The slugging percentage of 525. He led the league in doubles, which is 
which is very good. But I think I think it's good because of how much teams value the extra base hit nowadays, rightfully so. So I think I think he'll be a good player. I th- I could see the Cubs going after him again and giving him a large large contract. He's only 27 years old, so I could see him going for eight years, which is probably one of the highest in this free agent class. Yeah. So I mean. Ever since he got to the Cubs, he hit 321 on base percentage of 356 and slash or and slugged 646. So that is unbelievable, and I think putting him into that playoff race pushed him a little harder, and that's why he did a lot better. And I think he loves being on the Cubs, and I think Chicago will re-sign him. He is a slightly below average defender, but when he swung the bat like that, hit 57 doubles in a year. I don't think it matters too much. Yeah. He'll get it, a lot of money. It, it would be nice, though, because his outfielder jump, according to baseball's font, is in the 13th percentile, while Ooh, his sprint rough. speed is in 73rd percentile. So he's a fast player, but he's not a good outfielder for some reason. He could he could definitely get a lot better. Yes, he could. But he's definitely a good player. That's why we have him in our top five. Coming in at number four, we got the third baseman from the Braves, Josh Donaldson. Donaldson? Is coming off a very, very good year. 37 home runs in 2019, slugged 521, and had an OPS of 900. That is outstanding. It seems like he reestablished who he is as a player in 2019, especially going from Cleveland to, like, from Toronto to Cleveland in 2018. And that didn't really work out too well for Cleveland, was only there for half a year. Then he came to Atlanta and put up regular Josh Donaldson numbers from his days in his prime yep there were a lot of questions about if Donaldson was even going to be the same player after that rough 2018 and he really proved himself came in with a 6.1 war got on base at 379 OPS plus of 127 he was a gold glove finalist his exit velocity 98th percentile hard hit percentage 97th percentile so it's he's just He's a great player, and he's but he's 33. That's a problem. But yep. if he's putting up numbers at 33 like this, yeah, the dude can still swing it. I'm thinking swing. he'll probably get three or four years out in the market. Yeah, he'll probably. I think he'll want more because he knows he's established himself. Especially this year, he's gonna want a lot of money. I could just. He's a good player, and he knows it. Coming in at number three, we got the World Series MVP Steven Strasburg. Steven is a very very good pitcher. He's our second starting pitcher on this list at number three. And we're expecting him, or I'm expecting him, to sign with the Padres. I think that is a good fit, especially with how they're going to be in the next couple of years, the Padres. They're going to be a good team with Fernando Tatis Jr., Manny Machado, they got Eric Hosmer. They got a lot of good pitchers too. So I think he would be... He'd be their ace, and he would love to go back to San Diego, where he went to college at San Diego State. Yeah, the Padres have been recruiting some really big names the past past few years. Obviously, we got Machado, Hosmer. They have the best-ranked farm system in baseball. So they they definitely use that farm system to attract some talent. And they've got some money on their hands, for sure. They I know they've tried to spend it. Strasburg is perfect, I would say. He, they need a pitcher, too. They need good pitchers. They don't have that. They got Austin Hedges behind the plate. That'll make Strasburg even better with how good uh, Hedges is at treating a pitching staff. Steven has a 3.17 career ERA. It's extremely good. 3.32 in 2019, yet he absolutely dominated in the postseason the entire way through. 
Saved him, saved the Nationals in the wild card game, coming in relief. So I think he deserves a lot of money. Yeah, he would, he would be a great mentor for the Padres' young pitching staff. They got Joey Lucchese, Chris Paddock. He'd be perfect person to help those guys really reach their reach their potential. Yep. Move on to number two. We got one of the best position players in the game, Anthony Rendon. So Rendon is probably the most underrated player in the entire league, and he has been for so many years. He's been in the league since 2013, and the only thing he's done is produce from the plate and in the field. So he's a solid fielder, above average fielder, but he's one of the best bats in the entire league. This year, in 2019, had a 1,010 OPS, slugged 598. That says something right there. He hit 34 home runs, 126 RBIs, coming off a very good year, and I think he's going to get some money. Yeah, the dude got on base at a 412 mark, OPS plus of 153. He was a gold glove finalist. Plays on both ends of the ball very well. Yeah, he's going to be he's going to be looking for a lot of money. He's only 29. He should be getting up near 250 million almost, I would say. Up near there. I probably wouldn't say 250 million. I think he deserves that much cuz he's that good of a player, but he's going to get a lot of years. Yeah, I, I could see him getting an 8-year contract maybe from the Nationals. I don't know who exactly, but yeah, I think I think he's going to stay with the Nationals. Yeah, I think he's a great fit. Yep. But they're going to if they if they lose him and Strasburg, they're not going to be a good team next year. So, they need to try to do something to bring one of them back at least. Yep. Or they could somehow rebuild, but I don't think they want to rebuild a year after. If if I were the Nationals, I would won. personally go for Strasburg, but I don't think Strasburg's staying. Uh I think Rendon has a much much larger chance of staying in Washington. Yeah, actually, there's no way they would rebuild because they got Patrick Corbin. They still got Scherzer. Yep. They got Victor Robles out in the outfield. They Outstanding just came defender. Off the World Series win. Yeah, I know, but obviously they're not going to rebuild. They're losing a lot of a lot of talent. So free agencies hit. They them need hard. to sign someone, and they're losing Daniel Hudson if he doesn't sign back. So yeah, three of our top twenty people on this list are Washington key Nationals. Key reliever and Hudson. So we'll see how it ends up. Our last free agent. On the list, it's a pretty obvious one. Garrett Cole. I think everyone, every sane baseball fan in America knows he's the top free agent this year. Yeah, Garrett Cole coming off one of the most dominant years in the 21st century as a pitcher. Only 29. I think he deserves $275 million. I think he deserves to at least eight years. He deserves every bit of it. The Astros made him who he is today, and I don't see him going anywhere else but up honestly like he could yep. i don't think he's going to be like what he used to be in the pirates the fastball velocity 97th percentile fastball spin 96th percentile curveball spin 94th percentile and strikeout percentage 99th percentile that is i don't know how much better you can get yep, he pitched over 200 innings 326 strikeouts a whip of under 0.9 the dude is just a monster it's insane and it's and his strikeout percentage of 39.9 is unbelievable. Ranks top 1% in the league. He deserves the money, and he's exactly the pitcher you want in this day and age. Pitches up with velocity. Gets a lot of swings and misses. Unbelievable pitcher. I think he's going to the Yankees because the Yankees obviously got the money to pay him, and they're trying to win right now. Yeah, he'd be perfect for the Yankees too. And I know CeCe Sabathia has tried to recruit him, and yep. I think Cole would love 
the big stage in New York. They would love him there. The only problem I see him reconsidering is it's not the most pitcher-friendly ballpark. And if he lets in a lot of weakly hit fly balls to right field, right perfectly down the line. Turn into home runs. They're going to turn into home runs, and he will not be happy. But they got the money. They got the atmosphere. And I think the Yankees will push for him very hard. That'll wrap up our rankings of the top 20 free agents for the 2020 offseason. Thanks for joining us again today, guys. Yep, follow us on Twitter at Boyd's Baseball, and we'll produce a lot of content there and a lot of tweets, daily tweets about baseball. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us.